you're listening to the Sailing to Success podcast show, where we share practical tips and strategies to help you be more productive, boost your profits, and grow your business. So I'm Lindsay Phillips, founder of Smooth Sailing Business Growth, and I'll be your host and captain for this 30-minute excursion. Uh, today, actually, I think it's going to be longer than 30, because we're talking to Hanny Mora, softwarepreneur, love that term, and creator of Simple Podcast Press, Repurpose.io, and Simple Video Press, too. And I totally can't wait to share how these tools will help simplify content marketing. So let's dive in. Hey guys, as I mentioned earlier, we have Hanny Mora. He's a dad, softwarepreneur, I love that term, and the creator of Repurpose.io, a software designed to help content creators automate the distribution of podcasts and live videos across multiple platforms and grow their audience faster. He's also known because he's uh, the CEO and founder of Simple Podcast Press Plugin, um, which you've probably heard me talk about, do videos on and all that good stuff because it is one of my favorite tools. Um, so of course it's an online media company specializing in automation software for content creators. And as a software engineer and online marketing coach, Hanny is passionate about helping businesses generate more leads using online video and podcast. So I am super stoked about having you on my podcast with me. Uh, thank you for having me. It's my pleasure. Yeah. And of course we were on the, the summit with uh, Yanni Lunga on uh, the panel there uh, just not long ago, actually. That's right. That's right. And I found out that you were also Canadian. You actually live an hour or so away from me. I know. What a small <laughs> world. What a small world. I know. I love it. And this sounds so weird, but I always find that like the creators of like, you know, lead pages, simple podcast press, like all those kinds of tools, like to me, like you're kind of a movie star. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the first time I've heard that. Thank really? you. I get totally jazzed. I'm like, the brilliance <laughs> of creating this thing and just the popularity of it. I just think it's freaking awesome. <laughs> oh, thank you. That's awesome. I'm, I'm flattered. There <laughs> I'm just you go. a regular guy, regular guy yeah. making tools to help people out. <laughs> Awesome. And I, what's the term softwarepreneur? I've never heard that one before. I, I, I think I made it up. I, it up. I don't want to say I made it up, but I'm not sure if someone else has claimed it before I have. But basically, I mean, I create, I use software as my tool to solve problems. And that's what really entrepreneurship is about is, is solving problems. And so I just thought it was a pretty cool term, softwarepreneur. That is a cool term. <laughs> and I actually come up with my own lingo. People are like, is that a real <laughs> word? I'm like, Probably not, but I don't care. I like to make up my own words. Yeah, it sounds good. Let's go with it. Yes, yeah. for sure. Be safe <laughs> confidently enough. People will get it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, I would just mentioned before we went uh, live on air here that you also have Simple Video Press, your first baby, if you will. And I only mm. just discovered it now. So I'm like, I don't know if anyone saw my social media post earlier, but I was just like totally jazzed. I get right excited about tools. So we will, I mean, there's so much to talk about in, uh, you know, 30 minutes here. So why don't we start with repurpose? Cause I dot IO, because I think it's a tool that is not only for podcasters, but just for content marketers in general. Um, and I love that you, it incorporates, you know, Facebook live. So why don't you kind of explain what it is and how it helps, um, as entrepreneurs. Yeah, absolutely. It's basically a tool that I created to help get your content across different platforms. So it's, gonna, it's designed to repurpose, whether it's an audio podcast or a Facebook live or a regular Facebook video, 
and uh, automatically convert it and transfer and upload it to different platforms like YouTube, mm. uh, SoundCloud. Um, also, even if you want to send a copy to your Dropbox, you, you kind of make these rules and you decide what piece of content you want and where, what format you want it in and where you want to send it to. So it's very rule-based. And right now we support Facebook in terms of Facebook Live and videos, uh, YouTube, SoundCloud, Dropbox, and Google Drive. Uh, and soon we're adding you know, more podcasting hosts uh, like Lipson. So you can actually take a Facebook Live and send that off to Lipson as well. So it's, it's evolving. It's probably, it's been out, I want to say around seven months now. So it's pretty new. It's but still pretty uh, new, yeah. yeah. We got a lot of traction. I think we're just close to 900 users. Uh, you signed up through Repurpose. So a very, very exciting platform. A lot more, it's a big kind of vision behind it. Of mm-hmm. It's going to go further and a lot more integrations coming soon. That's awesome. And honestly, it's like, I just gave a talk last week and it was about leveraging your content marketing. Um, and one, and this totally fits in with, I guess my, how I think about content marketing. It's like, if you create one piece of content, so let's say you do a Facebook live, you can take that and leverage it and turn it into multiple things so that you're not, you know, busting your butt every day, doing a podcast, doing a video, doing a Facebook live, and they'd be all separate things. So can you kind of explain that process? So if someone did a Facebook live, um, then what happens? Yeah. So exactly what you said, you take, you take your content that you created once, whether it's a live recording or an audio podcast and you make a set of rules. So you can have one rule that says, take my Facebook live. Every time I go live on Facebook, when I'm done, I want you to upload that video to YouTube. So that could be one set of rules. You can have another rule that says, every time I'm done live, convert my video into an audio and send me a copy to my Dropbox so I can edit it later and use it as a podcast episode. Um, you can say, all right, after I'm done Facebook Live, turn it into an audio, send it to SoundCloud. So you get the ideas. You make these rules, as many rules as you want, and you can have the option of controlling when these guys go. So you can click a button that says, okay, take this episode and hit click, and it will, it will do its magic. Or you can just say, turn on the auto-publish which means you don't even need to log in to repurpose anymore. You, you literally just go live on mm-hmm. Facebook and within, let's say an hour or so after you're done going live, it will automatically take the video, do its magic and send it to YouTube or wherever you want it to go all automatically without you logging in. Love that. Yeah. Cause I mean, especially with entrepreneurs and content marketing, there's so many different elements, right? And it yes. can feel really overwhelming. So to be able to automate that process and make it super, super simple. Um, that's awesome. And don't, I don't know if you get this or not, honey, but, um, I've had entrepreneurs, I guess, cautious about reusing their content. They sort of feel like, well, if I do a video on this topic, and then I use it for a blog or I use it for a podcast. People are going to know that I already use that content or that topic. Like, no, it's like no. reuse, recycle, rearrange, like throw it out there in different ways. Yeah. Because people consume content in different ways. Exactly. So people either hang out on YouTube and they find stuff on YouTube because they like to watch videos, how to videos, or people listen to audio podcasts because they're driving or they're walking or they're at the gym. So it's a different audience. I mean, you might have the person who's overlapping, but you want to get your content to different types of like 
people with different learning styles. Mm-hmm. And so and that also includes a blog post as well. So you want to make sure you have your content is also consumable on your site, uh, on, on a blog, ideally. Uh, so they can watch the video there or, you know, read the blog post and watch the video. So you want to have that content also available on your site. So you want to have it on different platforms and also on your own platform, somewhere where you can control. And the biggest reason is you want it on your platform is because it's kind of your brand, but more importantly, you want to get people on an email list. That's kind of the, the next step, right? Yeah. After consuming content, you want them to take action and get on an email list. And the best place, probably the only place to do that legitimately is on your website. Yeah, absolutely. And that is a really good segue <laughs> into, of course, a simple podcast press, which I've done some videos on and raved about and I use and I use it for my clients as well. Um, so explain what um, simple podcast press is. And just as you segued getting people onto your e-list, how does simple podcast press work and how does it help entrepreneurs grow their audience? Yes, for sure. So uh, Simple Podcast Press, it's funny because it initially started as focusing on the automation part of it. Yeah. Uh, it means taking your podcast and publishing it to your WordPress site automatically, adding a player. Um, but very quickly through feedback, it, it, the focus became on the player itself. Um, so what we have is we have a podcast player. We have buttons below the player you can configure or customize any way you want. Um, but the idea is you get people to take action to either subscribe to you on iTunes or on Google Play or click a button to, let's say, sign up for a webinar. You're going to have these custom buttons. These buttons are designed so people can take a quick action by just clicking a button where their focus is. So if they were listening, they hit the play button on your blog. They're listening to an episode. The buttons are right there so they can click and become a subscriber of what, whatever way you want, whether you want them to be an audio iTunes subscriber, Google Play, or you can add a whole bunch of buttons. But more importantly, we also have an email opt-in box that also gets added automatically underneath the player and does the same thing. It gets people onto your email. You offer them something, you know, your choice, whatever you like, PDF or free resource, and you know they leave their name and email. And it's fully compatible with, I want to say, almost all autoresponders out there. So it's, mm-hmm. it's not... That, you know, you don't have to wait for us to integrate. It's, it's uses <laughs> the HTML code, so you can just copy and paste the code that they give you into that little box in the settings, and you're good to go. So the whole idea is you want to get people on your site to consume your content and encourage them to get on an email list. And kind of the, one of the best places where where their attention is, right, where that big play button is, where your player is, mm-hmm. that's a good place to put an email opt-in box. Absolutely, and I love how you can customize it to your own branding. Um, have as many buttons or as little buttons as you want. Um, so it really, like, it's totally customizable, which I really like. Yeah, there's actually one really cool feature that not many people do know about is one of the buttons can be episode-specific. What do you so mean? If you, uh, so let's say you have, you know, you interview a guest and he has a special resource he wants to give away or a special landing page you want to send people to. You can make the custom button for episode number one, link to one place and then episode two you can have that button link to somewhere else and even have a totally different name so you can have a episode specific link uh, for every player so you can have a resource for that episode on that show notes page and people can go there directly by clicking on it i did not know that yeah i I do a bad job of telling people about that feature (laughs) 
It's my fault. Totally my fault. Well, sometimes people like you dive in, you do your thing, and then you never. Sometimes you don't go back to like look at the settings and all yeah, the different features. Exactly. You know what I mean? I mean, some people are just like me, probably impatient and just kind of dive in and go at it. But I did not know that. I'm gonna have to look at that now. Yeah, <laughs> so that's a, a really cool feature. Yeah, it was a request and it made total sense because sometimes you have a specific giveaway that's only specific, that only makes sense for this one episode. Right. You don't want it on all the episodes. So you can definitely do that. It's, it's, it's a custom button number six. Uh, when you edit the post, you scroll to the bottom, you'll see an option that says, you know, oh. customize button six. So that's cool. But another cool thing, probably one of the coolest features and useful for your listener is the clickable timestamps. I'm not sure if you're using them on your... I'm not. No, and I don't know why I'm not. <laughs> um, so the whole idea is you can put key takeaways, like to say three, four, yeah. five takeaways. You just, put a, you just put a time, say one colon zero zero, and automatically, without doing anything, the Simple Podcast Press will make that clickable. So when someone clicks, the player will jump to that specific time. And the idea is people who are coming on your site may not be first time listeners. They might've heard the episode on iTunes and they're coming back to kind of re-listen to a section of it. And if they have to kind of scrub or scroll through the audio player, try to find out one section or just wait, then like, yeah, it's too much work. But if they come, they say, oh, wow, okay. This is the part where Henny said this, click, the player jumps. And not only they're gonna listen, but they're probably gonna stick around and listen. For a good chunk, not only for those 30 seconds or a minute, they're going to stick around and listen for the rest of the episode. So it just encourages, it gives better people a better listening experience and you give them also another reason to come back to your site to listen. And, you know, with the intention again to get, once they're on their site, on your site, they can take the action to get on your email list. Exactly. And I really like that because sometimes, I mean, some podcasts are longer than others. And sometimes you're talking about multiple topics. So if someone mm-hmm. goes to your page, they're like, oh, that piece interests me. You know, I don't care about the rest, but that piece. So they can just zero in on what it is that they want. And if they can get what they want faster, then all the better. Exactly. Exactly. It's just a better listening experience for somebody who's coming back to your site to listen. I know. That's awesome. Now, do you have any experience or input in regards to what that call to action should be on the the little opt-in bar that's underneath the player? Like, are there um, things you should or shouldn't do, or have you found any to be more successful than the other? I don't know if you get feedback from your. Um, I don't finance. get direct feedback from yeah. uh, like from from users, but from what I've been hearing and kind of the, the, the most default the default thing to do is just sign up. People say sign up to get notified of our next episode. Right. I don't recommend that. I mean, if you don't have anything else that's a little stronger, a little more captivating, you can use that in the short term. But a lot of people are not going to leave their email to just get notified yeah. of a more episodes. So we want to give it something that's applicable to the topic of your podcast um, in the theme of your podcast, some kind of checklist. Um, checklists work really well, I hear. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm talking based on uh, like stuff. I've been attending yeah, podcasts totally. and conferences. Definitely the shorter, the more actionable it is, the better. I think it's even yeah. less work for you as a creator. So like, typically checklists are good. Um, just simple Cheat checklists. Sheet. Hey, yeah. if you're going yeah, if you're going live if you're talking about Facebook Live, here's a checklist. Make sure you do all this before you go live. Download the free resource, you know, something that they can use over and over and also you know, easily digest and consume. Yeah. 
Yeah, I agree. That's a great tip. I know the, the kind of, you know, sign up for my podcast subscription or sign up for my e-newsletter. That's kind of gone to the wayside. Yeah. I don't think people, um, people get to wait too many emails. So it's gotta be, it's gotta be something more captivating. Yeah. Um, but also when you get them on your email list, I've made this mistake before and I, sometimes I still do it. I'm, not, I'm being totally honest is you need to, you need to continue giving them value. Yes. You know, don't just get them on a list, give them their report and then don't talk to them for a month or two months because um, they're going to forget about you very quickly. Yep. Absolutely. So that's another tip. I'm guilty of it. Hands up here for sure. I'm sure all of us <laughs> do it. But just definitely get that, uh, prioritize that early on because once you get busy, uh, you're going to forget to go back and add an email kind of follow-up sequence. So add a few just, and give people value. Don't ask, just give in the first three or four emails. Absolutely. And that way they get to know about you. You're nurturing that relationship and uh, there's definite value in that for sure. Yeah. Now, what are, what are some of the the mistakes that you see uh, podcasters do, not just in the interview, but kind of that publishing and promoting type area? Um, I, I think, I, I, to me, content is the, is what what you're saying or what you who you're interviewing mm-hmm. or like what's going on in the conversation is the most important thing. So, people sometimes focus about you know, editing too much, right. spend a lot of time editing or a lot of money editing. Um, definitely good to edit. If you can't, I say you don't have to, but focus on the content. Be prepared with your content. If you're doing a solo show or if you're doing interview, it's a little more natural because you're having a conversation with mm-hmm. somebody. But just focus on getting the content that your listeners want. So not necessarily what you want, especially if you're doing a solo <laughs> show. Like when you're doing a solo show, you want to talk about this topic, I'm going to talk about this. But, you know, ask, get feedback through Twitter or your email list. Um, or if you have a Facebook group that goes along with your... Um, podcast listeners just you know talk to them and find out what kind of topics they want and and, and provide that so focusing on sure. the editing and stuff is important but focusing on content should be number one priority um, and then also you know promote like get the content out to different channels get it out to facebook to youtube um, you know email your email list if if they've subscribed to get notified uh, or is relevant to them don't email all your lists unless it's relevant to yeah, the podcast is relevant to the email list that they subscribe to and just get, you know, keep telling people, sharing people, uh, sharing with them all the episodes. And I've seen a lot of people do this is they have a, almost like a jukebox that goes out and, you know, recycles or reposts old episodes on Twitter. Uh, I, I don't think it's a bad thing. I mean, don't overdo it, but yeah, you know, bring life to old episodes because there's still value in there. Just because oh, it's a year old doesn't mean it's the content is invalid. It's still good content, and, and so don't only promote when a new episode comes out. Have a kind of a system in place. You can use tools like Meet Edgar or, or mm-hmm. other tools like that to have a cycle of posts that go out to social media for all the older episodes. I agree. And plus the, the guest that you have on the show, of course, is um, going to appreciate that. Like, Hey, they, they read yeah. out my our podcast and they're going to like it and retweet it and kind of get all that good love going again. <laughs> exactly. And, and that's a good point. Like tag, tag your guests, yes. definitely tag a guest, uh, whether it's uh, Twitter, Facebook, tag them because odds are they're going to reshare. Yeah, absolutely. I know it's amazing how many people um, will do a blog or a podcast and they promote it once and then it just kind of dies. <laughs> yeah. Well, you move on, right? As a creator, yeah. you move on. Like, but 
as long as you have a system in place, like these tools, like Meet Edgar and Social Jukebox, there's a few of them out there that you kind of set it and forget it. Like you set this tool up and it'll go through and it'll dig up through all the old archives, your old episodes and just go on a cycle and publish them. Or you can even schedule them. So you kind of do, you do it one time and then you forget about, you forget about it and let it do its magic. Uh, but don't, yeah, it's definitely a good value in doing that, your older episodes. And I, I like to send people to my site to listen. Yeah. I've seen people post the MP3 link directly. Yeah, I don't like that. Um, you can't send people to your site. Um, on platforms like say YouTube, you have to upload content. So, you know, upload, the, you can't upload an audio, but if you use something like Repurpose or other tools out there, you can make a video version of your yeah. podcast and send it up on YouTube. And even upload a video version on Facebook. I, I find a lot of feedback now that Facebook videos are getting more views than, than YouTube videos when it it's comes to crazy. podcasters uploading their content. So don't, you know, don't neglect Facebook. Don't only share links on Facebook. Also mm -hmm. share the actual video, uh, like a video version of it. Yeah, so upload it direct so that it auto-plays. Yes, yes. That's awesome. Um, so I know people are often scared of tools, especially entrepreneurs that aren't necessarily techie. Um, mm -hmm. you know, how easy I know it cause I've done it, but how easy is simple podcast press and repurpose IO to kind of get started? Um, to me, I mean, I try to use, especially with the simple podcast press and my other simple tools, I call them simple for a reason. I, they're yeah. meant to be kind of quick setup uh, and you set it up once and then it does have an automation feature where you can do things automatically like publish, uh, you create your posts for you and add the player automatically. Um, so yeah, I design them to be easy and I try my best to be easy and then all the feedback I get, I go back and iterate and make things a little more clearer. Uh, there's a quick start guide. So, you know, the WordPress plugins are fairly simple to set up yeah. and you set them up one time and you don't need to go back and tinker again. Just yeah. off you go. Repurpose, in my opinion, it's even easier. Oh, really? <laughs> I mean, maybe, nice. I, maybe I just find that maybe it's just cause it's still new and fresh in my mind, but yeah. there's videos. As soon as you log in as a video that walks you through how to do the first step. And once you do, once you connect your podcast to it and your Facebook channel and your YouTube, you do that thing one time, another video comes up and shows you how to make your first workflow. So all these videos are kind of built into the app. And the nice thing is there's nothing to install with repurpose. You don't need a website. You don't gotcha. need a WordPress site. That's you just a good log point. in. Yeah, you log into repurpose.io, you log into your account, you set it all up. And if you want to, you don't even need to log ever log back in again because you can turn on the auto the auto publish. Uh, you know, depending on how you want to use it, you can yeah. basically set it up and literally forget it and just do your thing. And the one really important thing, and which was intentional, we with repurpose, you don't change your workflow because everyone has their own workflow. Everyone does podcasting a little differently. They, you know, they do this, they do that, but everything happens after you hit the publish button to your podcast feed. So once it goes live on your feed on iTunes, then repurpose takes over. So it's not asking you to change the way you do things. It just takes over right after you do your, you know, your regular standard procedure, which is, I think, very important because trying to tell people to change their procedures is not, well, it's not right. It's not right at all. <laughs> right? No, and it can mess you right up. And I find yeah. if you have a certain flow or whatever, um, and if you have to change that, it's easy to skip steps or miss things or yes. 
or yeah. it just wouldn't feel very intuitive. You know what I mean? And you wouldn't, most people will resist. I find you yeah. don't want to change. Hey, I'm happy with the way I'm doing it. And that's perfectly fine. So repurpose kind of goes on after, like it takes over after you've hit the publish button to your, once your podcast goes live, which is really cool that way. So yeah, I find them very easy. And I find that, I mean, in general, like if you're learning a tool, um, don't, you don't need to learn everything about it. Just True. find a tool that you want, like whatever the purpose you're trying to accomplish. Let's say you want to get your Facebook lives onto YouTube just to get more exposure. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, find a tool or a workflow or something and then just try it out. And don't worry about all the settings. Just kind of do it once, hit an episode. Let's see if it works. Okay, it works. Let me go back and let me change this setting or let me add this. You know, slowly, I find it, do something, get a quick win, feel comfortable. Hey, did this feel good? Yes. Okay, let me learn a little bit more about what else it can do. So don't get carried away with thinking I have to set it all up perfectly right. the first time. So that's kind of a general tip I find is... That is a good idea. Don't get discouraged. It can, it can feel overwhelming at first, right? Like learning a new tool or yeah, system. Or- exactly, yeah. You, you look at it like all these buttons. Oh, I got to do connections. I got to do work. <laughs> what does all this mean? You know, you know, just start with the basics. Yeah, and especially with repurpose, we have these videos built in. Just you basically get the two first two steps going and then hit, your, hit publish for your first episode and then, you know, you go from there. Sweet. So when, when you're doing you, um, Facebook live and it pushes it to YouTube, does it automatically go public or can you make it unlisted so that you can do your own tweaks and add your own little touches to it and then it go live? Yeah, you can do that. Okay. So you, when you make your workflow, you can tell it that I want it to go public or unlisted or private or, or, and you can tell it, I want it to go to this specific playlists if you want to organize your content on playlists. Yeah. So you can set that up for each workflow. And uh, and the cool thing is you can, each workflow is different. So you can have one workflow that, you know, takes your Facebook lives from one Facebook group and makes, makes them all unlisted. Then you can make another workflow, takes all your personal ones from your personal uh, Facebook channel and maybe it goes public under a different playlist. So it's, you know, each workflow is independent. You can configure it any way you want. And, um, same with your podcast. So it takes an audio podcast and makes into a video and you can send that off to YouTube with, you can upload your own templates if you want, you know, brand it the way you want. And you can make another one with another template for Facebook as well as a Facebook video. What do you mean by that by custom templates? Yeah. So that's actually a great question. So it's so it's, repurpose will take an audio because audios cannot be uploaded to YouTube. You right. have to make them into a video. Mm-hmm. So think of a, of a template as basically like your background. Oh, okay. It's almost like a background like image. The image. Yeah. The image, the whole uh, rectangular image. And what happens is repurpose will automatically put in the title for you. It will kind of burn in the title as part of the image. It's part of the video. It will take in your artwork and put that as part of the video. And they will add a wave, like an animated waveform. You've probably yeah, seen like one that. different yeah. products. So the, the, there's two things. It's every video is unique. So it's not like the same cover art showing up on every single episode. It's a, the templates, backgrounds are the same. We superimpose the image. Yeah. We superimpose the title right, uh, right on top. And we add this animated waveform. Mm-hmm. And 
the final product looks amazing. The final video looks, I think it looks really, really cool. And with the templates, you can brand it with your own logos. And right. so it's your product. It doesn't say, you know, powered by repurpose or it's just, it's completely hundred percent yours, your brand. And uh, it's, it looks really well. We have six templates included. So if you don't, oh, okay. if you don't want to create your own, you can just pick from the six that we have and, or you can make your own and upload them. And there's a video actually on how to upload. I can made a video for the recently on how to upload, how to create your own templates. So definitely it's what I recommend it. And what, again, I would do it just using the, the traditional template mm-hmm. first, publish an episode, make it unlisted, just see what it looks like. Yeah. And once you're happy, then you can go back and d- delete that video and then upload one with your own um, branded template. And the thing about templates is you only upload it once. So you're not doing it for every episode. Which is nice. Yeah, you do the, the template and then we use that for all your episodes for that given workflow. Perfect. And what are the call to action links that go along with it? Yeah, so with the call to action, you can have, YouTube is generous actually. They let you put a clickable link in yeah. the YouTube description. And there's actually, we're on the first two or three lines on YouTube. So if you're watching a video on YouTube, you'll notice below there's two lines or three lines that are actually visible before you have to click show more to read the full description. So we take advantage of that and we, we let you put a call to action text. Let's say, uh, you know, come visit my blog or for more podcast episodes, visit my show notes page. And so you can have this link that's clickable. So we, so we add that to the YouTube description on top before, when we upload it to YouTube for you. So it's visible right there without somebody having to click show more. Gotcha. And then the, the full description actually comes from your podcast feed. So let's say you're using Lipson, whatever description you put on Lipson that which right, shows right. up on iTunes will also show up on YouTube as well. Okay, so all we're doing sense. is we're kind of injecting the call to action on top. So it's visible. Yeah. Anybody who's watching the video or you nice. can take it off and then think and next week we're going to have an update that lets you remove the call to action if, if you don't want one. Yeah, because I guess some videos kind of lend itself that you wouldn't want one and some, you know, you might. I guess it kind of depends. Yeah, I'm typically with the, with the podcasting ones, the call to action will link back to the show notes page. Like that specific episode, yeah. show notes page, you can link right back to it. So if somebody watches it on YouTube or starts watching, they can take an action and click to watch the rest or listen to the rest of it on your show notes page on your site. Perfect. And yeah, for some reason, repurpose, I thought it was just taking your podcast and pushing it on YouTube. I didn't realize it had so many different layers and different other features. Yeah, it's, it's been, I mean, the, I think like the vision for me, like I was, you know, podcasting has been my, my main focus the past three years. So initially it was a podcast to YouTube. That was yeah. the initial concept. And then as I went into it, Facebook live was becoming a very good tool for podcasters as well to do teaser mm-hmm. episodes or to record full episodes. So I thought, you know, I'll integrate Facebook live in there. And I find a lot of people, even who don't have podcasts uh, are using Facebook live. Yeah. YouTube. It's, they just, they love that automation. It saves them a lot of time. So you no more downloading a few hundred megs and then going to YouTube and then uploading it again. Oh my God. <laughs> every day, every time you go live. And the, honestly, like what I, the biggest takeaway I found, like the feedback I get is people are encouraged. are more motivated to create content now because they know they don't have to spend all these hours True. doing things manually. Uh, like it almost gives them like hope. They're like, Oh, okay. 
I'm encouraged to make more content because I know repurpose will automatically do this and this and this. And, you know, I'm not going to, I don't want to, I don't feel bogged down creating content knowing that I have to do all these steps manually anymore. Yeah. The hurdle is taken away, right? Yeah. Like the, yeah. Cause it, it can yeah. be overwhelming for people and it's like you know, entrepreneurs, we wear a bazillion hats and <laughs> wear a bazillion hours a day. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, the content is part of your business. It's not yeah. all your business. You're not yeah. doing this. You know, podcasting is not the business right? uh, for many people. It's just, it's a piece of your business. So you want to spend time focusing on good, coming up with good content, doing good interviews, but not all this manual labor of getting it out, converting it, putting it on your site, putting it on YouTube and, you know, getting the distribution. So yeah, you focus your time on the right things, which yeah. is the content. Absolutely. And I like that you can pull the uh, Facebook live from your profile or page or group because traditionally yes. you'd have to use, you know, a couple of little web hacks to snag the video from your profile um, versus having to go to your page and then the video publishing and then finding it. It's like so many steps. Yes. And not only that, I mean, you're not, you're not even using your internet bandwidth. So you're not sitting there downloading a video yeah, to your computer true. and then going to YouTube, make a new video, upload, put the title, put the description. You don't have to do that anymore. It, it, you, your computer can be off and you just do your Facebook live. You yeah. And then you're done. Your computer, you go have, you know, have dinner and then you know that that's going to make it onto YouTube uh, automatically. So sweet deal. So now, Hanny, I just need to get over my fear of doing Facebook lives. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, if you that's just help me with that. I would be all set. <laughs> yeah, my best advice: just just do it. Oh, yeah. I <laughs> suck. Yeah. No, it's hard. It's, I, I understand. Like I'm. Very... I don't know what it is. It's like, do you do a lot of Facebook lives? I I see. I'm I'm guilty of the same. Like I've oh. done a couple in the Facebook group. Uh, yeah but not as much as I want to. And I mean, I, I come up with the excuse that I'm busy and I am busy. Everyone's busy, but yeah. you still got to make time for it. And I, to me, it's not the live that makes me nervous. Like I don't mind going on camera and talking. Yeah. I just, um, like I don't prioritize it. I get caught up with, you know, the day to day, the yeah. development side, the managing side, the marketing side, but I don't, I don't take the time to say, okay, at this day every week or every two weeks or every month I should go live and talk to my group. And I think there's a lot of value. I did a Facebook live to the, the repurpose group and I taught one little lesson about how to make custom templates and it was well received. Like it's a great piece of content. Then it showed up on YouTube because repurpose put it there as well. Yeah. So like it's good content. Like it's a good way to make content without having to edit. Yeah. So if, you, yeah. if you're a video person who doesn't like editing, like I hate it. Yeah. I love editing, but I just, takes time. That's because so, you're techie. <laughs> yeah, I love to tinker, but then I find like three hours went by and I'm like, yeah. I'm, I, I'm having too much fun here. Something's can't do. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a good way to get, create content without having to worry about editing because if it's live, it's it's live, right? You're going to make yeah. a mistake. You're going to yeah. drink your water. You're going to, you know, it's just natural. And people, you're authentic, I think. You're authentic. Yeah. And people expect, you know, they don't expect perfection. They expect yes. you, like as if they're talking to you in person. So, um, I, I, find it great. And, I know uh, I need to suck it up and just do it. <laughs> yeah, set a schedule. Like say if you have a Facebook group or, or you want to get people in a group together, I find going in a group, going yeah. live with profile, maybe I haven't done it in a while because I just find like I have a lot of friends who are from different parts of walks of life. But if I have a Facebook group dedicated to, for repurposed customers or users, 
I do a live there, I get a lot more people watching it. It feels safer, yeah. Yeah, but also, you know, the content lives in the group, so people can watch it over and over again after the fact, and then now it goes on YouTube. So it's just, I get more interaction. And I think that's the whole idea. You want, if you don't get the interaction, you get discouraged. That's right. No one's watching my videos, but you know, that's not true. I know it feels like that, but it's not really true because people watch it after. Yeah, that's true. And I think if with that mindset, it's like, you don't get so freaked out about what's going on live. It's like, you know, if it, and with repurpose, if it's being pushed out to audio or being pushed out to YouTube or people are going to watch it afterwards, if you have that in your head, then I think that helps the mindset. I think. I, I definitely, definitely. Cause you don't feel like you've put effort and then nobody even. Yeah. Cares, right? yeah true. <laughs> that would suck. Um, so our time is almost up, but I don't want to leave out simple video press um, because I didn't even know you had this until today. So I'm totally excited to dive into it. So can you just give us a quick brief overview of what simple video press is? Yeah. So simple video press is, a product, a WordPress plugin. So if you need a WordPress site to install it and it takes all your YouTube videos and it makes a blog post for you automatically, embeds the video automatically, the title, the description, and it also pulls in all the comments as well. So if you have comments on, on YouTube, it pulls them all in uh, as WordPress comments on your site. So the idea is to repurpose a YouTube video onto your blog automatically, again, without having to click anything. Now, if you want, you can always edit the WordPress post mm-hmm. or you can even set it to go to draft. So if right. you don't want it to go live, you can go to draft, edit it, and then publish it when you're ready. And for those who are not doing YouTube as much or doing Facebook Live, there's also another one called Simple Social Press. Oh, wow. Well, I same, didn't know that. It does the same thing that I described, but for All Facebook right. Live. For Facebook Lives. So you go live on Facebook. It makes the post for you when you're done. When you're done going live, blog post is created, videos embedded, title, description, and all the comments. And, and there's a lot Ooh. more comments going on on Facebook there than are. on YouTube. So I always kind of recommend the simple social press because you have a blog post with a video and maybe 10, 20, 30 comments instantly without you having to even log into your WordPress site. Well, aren't you my one-stop shop for all apps? <laughs> I'm the automate. Someone has someone called me the Willy Wonka of automation. And That's like, hilarious. Oh, I love it. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so there's too many links for you to rhyme off right now. So I will, on of course, the show notes have all the links to um, you know your simple social press, your simple video press, simple podcast press, and your repurpose IO to make sure everyone has those links so they know where to go to find sure. them and get them because yeah, you're just like the time of all savers. This yeah. is awesome. It's, oh, it's, it started about four years ago and it seems like almost every year I'm like on, almost on the dot. I get that itch to create another tool and you know, and that's how like four years later I got four tools out. Oh God. So what's <laughs> next? I don't know. Are you able to say, or are you, are you haven't got that part yet? No, I feel repurpose is still a baby. Yeah. So much potential for integrating transcripts, integrating like so much, so many ideas and feedback I've getting for people that like, this is going to be my focus for a while. Of course, updating the plugins and maintaining Mm. those. But the biggest in terms of new features is, is the repurpose. I think that has the biggest potential yeah. for time saving and, and uh, just integrating different services like transcriptions, big one. People ask, yeah. Hey, I want my transcriptions to go from Facebook to YouTube or from my podcast, upload them to YouTube, you know, just 
just people are creative and how they want their content yeah. to be uh, distributed. So yeah, I'm, I'm really excited about repurpose and, and that's going to be the my focus. Awesome. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing what other um, goodies that you put into it. <laughs> yeah, we got Twitter coming up soon, so you can do snippets to Twitter, like video Ooh. snippets to Twitter. Um, integrating Facebook Lives to podcast directly. Like right now, we can go Facebook yeah. Live to SoundCloud. We're going to do Facebook Live to um, sub, to Lipson next, and then the other like Spreaker and the other hosts as well after Podbean. So. Yeah, you're going to have the option to go live on Facebook and it'll show up as a podcast automatically. Awesome. Next, hopefully by the end of the year, hopefully, or early yeah. in 2018. Sweet deal. So um, do you do updates on your Facebook feed of, of what's happening and what's new and all that good stuff? Is there any uh -huh. particular place on social that people should find you? Um, I'm, I would say more active on Facebook. Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, I don't, it's mostly family stuff, but you know, I do keep people up to date on what I'm up to. And, but if you do uh, buy or sign up for the trials for any of the products, oh. uh, there's a Facebook group for each product. Gotcha. And that, that's where I talk directly to yeah. specific to that product. So people are not bombarded with stuff they don't want to hear about. So if you're a repurposed user, you know, keep you up to date on what's going on and any tips and stuff like that within the group. And uh, I'm going to be doing more emails as well. There you go. I, I, <laughs> I need to get on Facebook Live and you need to do more emails. <laughs> yeah, and I need to do more Facebook Lives as well. I promise to be doing more uh, kind of like trainings on Facebook Live for the group. Yeah. I've done one and I haven't gone back in a while now. So I'm overdue on that. So I, I, I'm a content creator myself, so I know how hard it is. That's yeah. why these tools, they help you, but you, mm -hmm. still, need, you still need to... Create that content, but you you know you have to do it once. Yeah, about doing yeah. it several times and leveraging it multiple ways. That's perfect. Well, I so appreciate you coming on my show. I'm so glad I met you on the um, on that panel with mm -hmm. uh, Ion Ilunga. Um, so yeah, I really appreciate you coming on and sharing all your tool wisdom. <laughs> my pleasure thanks and it's funny how uh we had to meet online even though i know we're away, but so it's happened to many people but that's you know the power of the community and the yeah. networking that's how you meet people even if they live an hour away i know exactly that's fantastic um so yeah that is it for this episode uh folks at sailing to success podcast and of course you can check out this episode my videos and my blogs at either smoothbusinessgrowth.com or my sister's site which is lindsayphillips.com and if you guys need help with any content creation out there and optimizing and publishing and of course you know i love and use all these great tools like simple podcast press and so forth um go to the start here page on smoothbusinessgrowth.com so have a profitable and productive week folks and may the winds always be at your back Thank you.